0: So, Ugapnik, uh, you, you were on a flight. Uh, you just got in. though, your arms tired? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, very tired. I love it. I
2: love it. Explain the joke, though. I, I, I don't. I don't get it. I love the accent, but I don't. I don't get the joke.
0: Oh, the joke is like you flew there yourself. Like you, you flapped yeah. your arms to fly. Oh my god. Your arms. Oh, god! Oh god! <laughs> you haven't heard that one before? No, oh, it's, No, it's no. a cheesy I- classic.
2: Yeah, but, like, you know, jokes that are that bad, they're good. Well, that one is just that bad that it's bad. <laughs> yeah. I still love the
0: a What are some don't cultural worry. ones that you guys have? That's a very common one for us. Well, it's
2: always something related to uh, a pun, basically. Some, uh-huh. some misuse of a word that means something else, just so like you, in English.
0: you have basically. the stuff like... Uh, Dad I'm tired or oh, hey hey tired I'm dad that one Yeah 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 yeah
2: <laughs> Or like uh <laughs> hey teacher can I go to the toilet uh, and the teacher looks at the kid and says I don't know can you yeah, ha, yeah. ha 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 <laughs> ha and the whole classroom loses its mind even after like 12 years of listening to the same fucking joke and some professors continue to doing it like like on a weekly basis even
1: terrible there's there's two kinds of jokes that come to mind. Um, there's one <clears throat> there's one that you will hear from like uh, older relatives when you're young, uh, which are just it's a boomer comedy where it's like a long poem basically, and there's some stupid punchline at the end, and it's never oh, funny. Oh yeah, I love but those. <laughs> I yeah, love it's, it's, this, this is something that the boomers and over here love. Uh, and the other one is shit that you'll hear like from older siblings or like older relatives, but not boomer relatives, uh, huh. which is also like a, a, sto- a story that rhymes. But the play on words, like they try to rhyme things like, uh, like there's a guy and he's on a plane, but you know, he does something on the plane and a cucumber falls out of his ass, but it rhymes in Arabic. So (laughs) that's why it's funny. (laughs) By the way, the example I gave is real. That's an actual fucking thing. I love that. (laughs) But, yeah, it's like these two. And then you have the examples that my dad gave, which were no jokes, because my father's an incredibly stern individual. <laughs> uh, no, no, he's 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 mellowed out as he's aged, but he's a military man and very, what's it called? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know the type. You know the type. Uh, oh, rarely, yeah. You rarely see a smile on his face, but, you know, sometimes you think, okay, he might love me. <laughs> 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 these are jokes, people. These are jokes, Jesus Christ. But, yeah. Um, you know, that you actually mentioned it. I don't think... Um, yeah, both my parents were never really like you know jokesters, huh? Huh? Uh, you know, it's it's the uncle, right? It's the it's the uncles. Yeah, it's I think it's always uh, the funny uncle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they're and they're always the ones with like family trouble. Like they have like you know they have debts or some shit. Or you <laughs> know, shows they, they, up on a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah, my, one of my cousins was uh, that happened. He, uh... oh my god, what a fucking mess. Uh, he um he's a very smart kid, but he didn't apply himself. in he's in engineering, right? And he didn't really apply himself and then one day he comes home on some motorcycle that god knows where he got from where he got it from <laughs> and he just hands his parents like his report card and it's all like fails <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then i'm just like what the fuck are you doing dude what the fuck well, living no, he's, his best life yeah, that's what he's doing yeah these are, oh uh, by the way you you would uh, he would always slick his hair back and would wear like these oversized sunglasses <laughs> yes, <laughs> he, he, yes. Was a, he looked he looked like a character from greece the, the not Greece, say, the country. White t-shirt yeah, yeah yeah no 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 he, he would wear the leather but he wouldn't have white t-shirts yeah, yeah. but he would wear the leather yeah uh so actually and, greece yeah <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and i always wonder what the fuck is that about um, but yeah no he's turned his life around <laughs> recently uh, he's gone all the certifications all that kind of stuff uh, so he's a, he's a good kid I say that he's a good kid he's older than I am but <laughs> just because of the stories <laughs> I would hear <laughs> that's how the dialogue <laughs> fucking transformed amazing uh, have uh, I uh,
0: told you guys how I applied myself in college how, how well I did my first semester no please please inform no, us no no tell us Oh, so I was a I was a great you know studious kid you there know, we go. generally straight A's all through grade school and high school and stuff and then I went to college I'm like man this is so nice. I don't have people breathing down my neck. <laughs> and uh Freedom. come the end of come the end of the semester I got my, my grades back and I had a one point six seven GPA. Mother Jesus fuckers. That sounds <laughs> bad. <laughs> I don't even know what GPAs are, but that doesn't sound good. <laughs> oh lord. That's like close to being yeah. booted out of the school. Uh oh. very, very, very very bad. So uh okay. that it took me the rest of my college career to to claw back up to a, a decent GPA. I think I finished with like a three point six or something, which is quite oh, good. good. boy. That's it's pretty uh-huh. good
2: But yeah A lot of people do that In their first semester And then they make Like the rest of the 3.5 years A fucking nightmare really? Because I'm guessing You had to retake Most of that shit but then again, <laughs> yeah. if there's a semester yeah. when you should do that shit, it's uh, it's freshman it's year. It's the first you know? one, absolutely. Not, yeah. no, no year like the freshman year and the senior year. Like in the senior year, you don't give a shit about anything. You oh, basically yeah. graduated. You're yeah, you're the motherfucking top G down in the campus. You know, it's uh, it's good. But but nothing beats freshman year because in freshman year it's all new. You know, it's all mm. holy fuck. In senior year, you're trying to catch it before it's gone because like yeah. deep down even if you're not informed on how fucking messed up your life is about to be in capitalism you deep down know that it's never gonna get this good quote unquote yeah. so you uh yeah you really <laughs> claw uh, to every nice experience that you can have before you know real life starts but somehow the three of us uh, said, "Real life, fuck that." <laughs>
1: we, we're starting a podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're doing
2: fucking <laughs> podcast, baby.
1: I, I was gonna say, I was gonna say. You said three and a half years, dude, but it was five and a half for me. And I don't know. We should talk oh, about rip. senior year. My senior year of, of university was the most studying I had to ever fucking do in my life. <laughs> and already I was doing a fuck that stuff. It was horrible. Uh, but well, and all, all that's behind, you me. had a yeah. real, you know career path you had a real major <laughs> i was a journalism major my friend fair enough, fair enough. yeah that, that's that's fair actually but yeah uh <clears throat> regardless i'm glad that all of us have you know we're we're upstanding members of society. We <laughs> call for the dismantling of capitalism. For yes. <laughs> complete. You not have a re-
2: college degree. You suck balls. Like we're hardcore elitist, uh, yeah. looking down, intelligentsia oh. type of uh, Marxists. Yes, yeah, we're yeah. sitting here. On Maybe ivory we should start that we... thing because there's so many socialists that larp at being like uh, quote unquote pro working class. Maybe our larp slash grift should be like uh, Marxism for the intelligentsia. You no know? oh,
1: fuck me. <laughs> Dude, I can't think of a more fucking stuff I would, I would sooner shoot myself. Can't think of a more stuffy crowd than being around uh-huh. academic marxists. I once I saw a a talk uh, by um, some Syrian leftist organization uh, that they were giving some talks in the US. About the Syrian civil war and different shit. And it was in front of these like old, like upper middle class, upper class, like academic Marxists. And they're all white haired and they're fucking questions. And I'm like, you people are so detached from everything that Marxism is supposed to constitute. It is horrible. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it sounds Man. miserable. Yeah, exactly. It's as miserable as you can imagine. It's a very, very uh, unpleasant. Uh... I, I was gonna derail absolutely, but uh, today I think speaking of med school, today I did something that arguably arguably made me happier than when I finished med school, which was I got a new pack of green tea because I was out for like, for like two days oh, or something. Wow. But today <laughs> I got. <laughs> <Two days. laughs> yeah, no, those were some rough two days. Man, I think. Graduating <laughs>
2: university really didn't make me feel proud. Eh? Oh I, I, my god!
1: I I think I generally have a fucking problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like oh my god, but yeah, no, I was so fucking happy. I literally, I came after I came home. I took out the the pack, and I I almost could have cried. I almost like I was like I'm so fucking happy. <laughs> I have this green tea. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was my fucking life. Um, Two days without it, and you're tweaking. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's like you and your coke. It's a yeah, absolutely, Dr. Yeah. Pepper, thank sorry, you. Very sorry, 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 excuse me. That's disrespect from one doctor to, to your addiction of a doctor. That was yes, important. You know. Distinction. <laughs> I got two important doctors in my life. I love them both equally. Oh happy Oh my god. That that's quite a that means quite a bit. I, that's I, high I, praise, yeah. Yeah, I, I I enjoy it. Yeah, I'd say I do very much enjoy being in your mouth, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That was Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the D-Program. Today, we're going to be covering another lovely masterclass. Uh, mas- is that what it's called? Fucking masterclass, I already forgot. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. This time, we're going to be covering the great Satan, as Hugo Chavez <laughs> mentioned. Uh, this is shaitan. Uh, yeah, yes, exactly right, shaitan. Uh, and this is the, the uh, lovely um, George W. Bush, not Do- George W. H. Bush, which I've never understood H. this weird... W. Fuck, I don't give a shit. (laughs) He's rotting in hell. It doesn't matter. (laughs) But I always wondered, because you see this very often with American names, that it will be a dad and a a kid, and they'll have the exact same name, which weirds me out. What's the point of... Okay, because he's not even George Bush Sr. Uh, I mean, uh, excuse me, a junior. do, Do people call him George Bush Jr.? Not that I'm aware of. Exactly. So it seems weird that you okay, whatever. Um <laughs> sorry I'm being fucking pedantic about stupid shit. Um <laughs> but yes. Uh so he did a, a master class. Uh for you who for anybody who's unaware, master is this weird online service where they'll give a talk by somebody who you don't care about that will somehow apparently help you improve in whatever field you're you're looking into. But when you actually watch the videos, you realize that it's just kind of platitudes and nonsense that yeah. you spent $300 for, uh, for no reason. Uh, by the way, we didn't spend $300. <laughs> <laughs> Our boy, you got Nick, through some fucking magic. I don't know how he did. He uh, Spent
2: he got- $300 completely legally, absolutely 100% <laughs> legally. Downloaded yes. it like uh, this is a sponsored post for Masterclass. Go and give them $300. Uh, Google go. the name, Google the name, and then write torrent right after the name and it will lead you to the legal legal mm. website of the masterclass
1: so you got to work this magic we got a hold of it um and uh, we're gonna have a have a little look-see through and see what this uh, beautiful gem this pinnacle of uh, texan ingenuity he is from texas right yes okay yes. i'm sorry <laughs> i'm G- <laughs> sorry so, so you guys have george bush and T- ted cruz <laughs> Yeah. yeah. He must be a proud They all state. went to Yale. They don't count as Texans anymore. <laughs> Wait, he, he went to Harvard, not Yale. Bush? Yes. He went to Harvard he Business to Harvard? School. Yep. He went to... Yes. I know he went to Yale for something. No, I'm looking uh, this up. Uh, oh, maybe he went to Yale for something else, but he went to Harvard Business School, and that's what makes me fucking laugh but my ass off because this is one of the dumbest motherfuckers I've ever seen. Okay, like in a way. I mean, he he clearly isn't as stupid as he likes to make himself look out to be, but he's not particularly bright either. Um, and that just kind of shows that Harvard is just a... It's like uh, one, of the,
2: a, one of those people that's like bright enough to realize they're not bright. Yeah. And then <laughs> exactly. like accept that and act in life based on that which I can respect yeah. he
0: studied it both yep it's true All right. he's, yeah, a, exactly. he's a double trader to Texas he, and he, yeah. flew <laughs> he
2: flew the planes he flew the planes but no, ride the horses, he flew the planes, it's not fucking Texan.
1: But no, my, my point being is that, like, nothing will sort of solidify Harvard as a, a rich kids club more than that shit. By the way, in the part where he mentions that, uh, he talks about, like, oh, he wants to go in, into politics. He doesn't want to just be in academia. But he uh, the way he pronounces academia is academia, <laughs> which makes <laughs> yeah. it fun. Like, there's one way to say that fucking word in American English. Please. All right, whatever, whatever. Oh, he, um, he said something else, too. Um instead
0: of incentivize he he said uh, how do you how do you incent people to do this stuff <laughs>
1: like, oh my god uh, yeah that's if, you, if you notice actually when he starts talking he's so out of breath the entire fucking time why he's like a fairly fit guy why is he so
0: out of breath they were recording for way longer than it looks like they were yeah. because some of those cuts like were clearly cut right in the middle of a sentence and like <laughs> stitched together they yeah. bounced between those two cameras so often it was like oh yeah. man this, this took them all day <laughs> yeah exactly no, yeah. they
2: obviously gave him like sub questions because he talks about like mention something extremely random and then like two <laughs> minutes pass and then he goes back to explaining why he mentioned something extremely random like yeah. he goes all the way back to the beginning of the speech because I only looked at the script and they were like okay this is making absolutely no fucking sense Sir, could you please explain <laughs> this and he probably said oh, g- oh give me five minutes I need to think about what I need to say and yeah. then uh, you know <laughs> three of his agents came in including his wife who looks like she's the one carrying the whip in that fucking household uh, and uh, yeah figure, figured, figured it out from then on
1: has yeah, this bit where he's like oh you know whenever I'm getting too big for my britches my mother comes in and says you're getting too big for your britches, for your britches. <laughs> <And> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like what the fuck does this mean oh my god Well, um, <laughs> oh yeah uh, the, the thing that immediately stands out when you watch this is who the fuck is watching this shit? (laughs) Like, there's no point. There's no, like, thread of information that, you know, cuts through all of it and ties it all together. There's nothing actually tangible that you can learn from this shit. Aside from, like, vague references to stuff that he's done during his administration and even that by the way if you re- if you skim his wikipedia article you're going to get more information th- than from the guy who did the shit <laughs> <laughs> these it's interesting because these are they build this as
0: like the the pinnacle of like interview series and stuff and th- these are low budget productions like i was watching mm-hmm. with kind of a, a journalism eye to it um and like the windows are blown out behind him they were probably shooting this on like I don't know some kind of uh, a low-end Canon cinema line camera, maybe like a C200 yeah. or something, and so they they could do this in an afternoon for like I don't know a couple thousand bucks if they were if they were catering the event so. Mm-hmm. It, this thing is a racket it's a self-help racket like the books yeah, so, yeah for yeah. sure yeah, absolutely
2: I, I mean they, they get some like experts in specific fields out of which you can get something specific like I don't know Gordon Ramsay teaching you how to cook you know an actual fucking applicable skill etc cetera, etc cetera but uh, those are probably one in a thousand most of yeah. it is just uh, like i don't think like 5% of the subscribers to the fucking service even watch shit like the hillary stuff except for mm-hmm. like i don't know insane liberal women or george bush insane old boomer conservatives who that have uh, an extra buck it's more for like for the for the what we call for the for the Appeal of the platform by itself You know, we got fucking presidents up in here Talking about shit So, you know, it's worth your money It's worth... uh the name uh, that we're trying to build is actually mm. massive because we get to bring people of, of all strides. Same like fucking I don't know Jimmy Kimmel inviting over like ex presidents or presidents et cetera et cetera. It's yes to get a few more eyeballs on the on the show, but also to to kind of tap themselves on the back because of the caliber of people they're inviting. But uh, associating yourself with George Bush might not have been the the wisest idea. I mean, we we know what happened with uh, Ellen DeGeneres uh, <laughs> when when she uh, you know. Proudly stated that she is friends with with George Bush and how you know uh, even people whose political opinions you disagree with you can hang out with etc etc which I would even agree to with to an extent but you should not hang out with genocidal uh, generals you know maybe oh, that's no. where we should draw the line and oh, class uh, associating themselves exactly yeah. and masterclass associating themselves with Bush. Is already like showing us just how whitewashed his entire career at this point yeah. is. I mean, we'll go through the chapters or whatever, but this dude like talks like a sometimes like a classical. Uh, liberal throughout most of his shit oh, he yeah. mentions diversity all the time he mentions uh, the the core line front of people with different ideas he all the time talks about how he's very religious but he is super open to other religions and people who are not religious and how he's super loving and caring about that i mean we'll go more into detail but it's really it's really like not only is bush like whitewashed off his sins in in the way the public sees him, but he actually whitewashed himself to an extent. I don't know if he has good agents or his wife or something or his kids maybe, but he genuinely adopted uh, ideas that... At least to my knowledge, he didn't uh, carry back when he was president.
0: Oh, yeah. He's been completely rehabilitated in the public eye. Like, Mm. even this, like, they're contributing to it by, like, the the last segment. It's like 20 minutes of him being a a wholesome Bob Ross kind of painter guy. He's like, here's Mm. what I I like to do. I love color, and, you know, it just makes me feel good. And, you know, you can do this too. And it's like, geez, man. Like, just not too long ago, he was uh, reminiscing fondly about the Bush Doctrine,
1: which we'll get Mm. into. But... Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, I have a lot of shit to say about that nonsense, but I was Sorry, just going to say, uh, uh, I can't wait for, like, just give it five, ten years or something, and I can't wait for the fucking the, the Trump masterclass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't for wait for sure. the... Re- like, he's definitely going to be rehabilitated in some fucking form or fashion. Oh, I yeah. cannot wait for I, it. You, know, yeah. my you
2: know why Trump's not going to get rehabilitated? Hmm. Because he's going to die before
1: <laughs> there's <enough> time to him.
0: <laughs> <Probably, rehabilitate laughs> yeah. But No way. That man is going yes. to live forever. He's he, he is not a normal human being. He eats mcdonald's every day he believes that human beings have a finite amount of energy they can expend yeah, before yeah, they yeah, just yeah. die he's <laughs> he an anomaly like a he's gonna lab. live longer than freaking kissinger I my agree,
2: he, like there's these types of people that like either either die a horrible death or do, 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 motherfuckers just don't die, like lives forever, buy 17 yeah. hearts like Kissinger, you know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, was it Cheney that got the fucking 17 hearts? Yeah, it was Everybody Cheney. Everybody
2: got fucking heart yeah. it's like a fucking thing, it's like, uh, like uh, millionaires get uh, Rolexes, yeah. uh, billionaires get hearts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my god, jeez. Alright then, l- let's get started. You go, like, do you want to enter us to the beautiful segments?
2: Oh, lovely. Okay, so, ladies and gentlemen and NBs, we shall be going chapter in, chapter out, and also smoothly uh, shit talking in between. And I would like to introduce you to one of my favorite chapters, chapter four called building a strong team. Yes, as cliche as it sounds. So Mm -hmm. it starts out with uh, the usual cliches about working well together, about always keeping your eyes on the goal. Everyone is trying to achieve yada, yada, yada. And then it starts kind of, you know, contradicting itself very strangely, because, you know, come on, dude, you couldn't keep it together with a single line of thought for like this (laughs) 20 minute recording. Uh, I mean, he's giving us advice about how when recruiting for a political movement, you need like-minded people. And then later he goes on to teach us about how it stifles the organization when everyone thinks the same. And he just told us that you should hire people who think similarly. He tells us, you know, uh, we need everyone under the leadership to understand that at the end of the day, the executive decisions should come from, you know, the executive, basically nobody fuck with me when I say mm. something gets done, this gets done, Uh, but it's kind of funny coming out of the mouth from good old Bill, who had most of his political choices made for him by his vice president, you know, the OG dick motherfucking Cheney, Uh, he talks about uh, work-family balance among employees by saying how nice he was that he let uh, his... How nice he was that he let them bring their kids over to watch films at the White House like once a month, uh, which is, you know, basically the manager's classic uh, come hang out uh, because there will be free pizza, but for the White House, Uh, you know, the whole thing is filled with insecurities on top of insecurities, almost like listening to a business student talk about business while never having worked for one or built one. You know, he throws around corporate words repeats himself on how tightly he controlled his team and practically begs for liberal acknowledgement what we mentioned before uh, by constantly mentioning you know the importance of workplace diversity uh, Bush honestly I mean we all know this if not for his dad would have peaked probably at managing five, six people at a paper production factory at the age of 45, <laughs> which uh, you know he probably wouldn't excel at either. Mm. Uh, I mean, hell, listening to this thing made me realize that maybe the best thing he did for himself, not for the world obviously, was probably the fact that he hired the people that he did i mean sure they did more more than their fair share in fucking up the world but they sure as hell made him look uh, relatively confident uh, mm. in his abilities you know the the question though is is uh, and i don't know what you guys think about this you know did he do this by accident or is he at ease with his own inadequacies as he understand that he's an inadequate man for the position which he was given and therefore you know acted on them uh, I guess we'll never know, but we can we can guess because the former requires some relative wisdom, uh, and I don't think uh, Mister Paint Bro uh, Bush uh, <laughs> Brush
1: really had. Yeah, one thing that uh, two things that actually stand out to me that I like it's because you know or like uh, you hear about it so often uh, or, or you see it and. Nobody tells you it's wrong, so you never really think about it and realize, oh, okay, that is kind of fucked up. But how the American political system uh, is built on these weird dynasties that all mm, kind of yeah. exist in the same sphere, like the, the, the Bushes, the Clintons, the fucking Kennedys, all, and even the other people, the new people who come in, came off the backs of connections to these old Groupings and it's very, fairly transparent about oh yeah we're such a great democracy but yeah you're just like any other shithole right but uh, okay what the fuck's happening now hold on my, my fucking light just started I uh, I swear <laughs> to God it's <that's laughs> broken out. again <laughs> yeah, it just started flashing hold on let me just fucking turn this okay now now it seems all Kurds, right. okay okay <laughs> but yeah anyways but what I was gonna say the second thing he kept saying because um I don't know who this was aimed at I think it was aimed at like uh, uh, company people. Um, yeah. or corporate because he keeps saying oh the chief executive when the chief yeah, executive uh-huh. decides to do this that the chief executive I'm like what the fuck is this I've never heard this fucking term before either say CEO or the leader or president you're you're the president so just say the president what the fuck is okay whatever but, uh, <laughs> exactly. the,
2: it's his insecurities of mm-hmm. being in an executive position that he needs to Kind of uh, push forward an image of somebody who knows how to do big business, as Mm. we say in (laughs) my part of the world. So he throws around the terms. Like, that's literally like. Nobody in actual larger corporations At a at higher level unless it's a, like very Technical uh, and then they Need to use specific terms actually Uses those terms like literally Only interns do and after three Four months they are like okay like Normal people work in this firm I don't have to Pretend to be a robot it's kind of A pain and only people that never like Actually engage with this sort of shit And only have their info from a fucking You know macroeconomics One-on-one managerial fucking economics Etc cetera, etc cetera, like throw shitty fucking terms like this because they want to sound smart so it's the same in every fucking field just bush masturbates i guess to the idea that uh, he was the ceo of america which he kind of mm-hmm. was because yeah. uh, as uh, what movie was that the, the famous brad pitt quote uh, the united states is not a country it's a fucking company yeah
0: i think part of it is that especially in conservative circles there is a disdain uh, or a shame in working for the government or with the government. So he doesn't want to see himself mm. as a politician, like the top government official. He wants to mm. see himself as the CEO of the White House, like yeah. as, a, as a company. So he's constantly Brilliant. referring to himself as like a manager and his team and stuff like that, um, kind of covering the government speak with corporate speak to throw people off the scent.
1: Yeah. Generally. Really
2: astute analysis. That's really good. Yeah. And it like, really touches how his fucking brain
1: works. I was gonna say uh, something that you also touched on, Yugopnik, which I really liked was the because uh, he says it's like oh you know in my administration uh, I want represented all races, all genders, all religions, blah blah. It's like motherfucker, you didn't know what genders were up until two weeks ago. Fuck you, <laughs> all right. But the, the the thing that really irritates me is like liberals love to do this shit. They whitewash or they just bring in or imp- like forcefully import this progressive terminology to people who never knew it or used it. Hillary Clinton fucking used and abused this shit. Right, and likewise with Bush. Mm. But something that I absolutely hate, which is something that I've noticed, um, I'm, like I didn't pay too much attention to to American politics pre like twenty ten. Um, but uh, like recently, in the past, like what eight years? There's this like PRification, like the the, the, the fuck. What yeah. the fuck does PR the, 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 the even stand for? Huh? <laughs> public um, relations. <laughs> but yeah, public relations. Exactly this of of, of politics where. The, everything has to be so like curated or or, or like uh, like overviewed Focus by these grouped. Yeah. yeah yeah but by these fucking ghouls that don't know uh, yeah I, I, it, it's actually it's irritating because uh, on two on two accounts number one because the people who are actually doing the talking like Clinton or or Bush or something they don't give any shit about the things they're saying number one and number two neither are the people who are telling them to say the shit they're just saying it because they know oh this will look good to who I don't know to the fucking people in washington post I don't fucking know who who because to everybody else they can see right through it i hope at least liberals are known to be fucking mm. stupid <laughs> and blind but uh, <laughs> but it, it's it's generally it's, it's very irritating and it 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 turns something that's already so like uh, artificial even more so uh mm-hmm. like even more artificial than it used to be and uh you well they're still in, they're in the now. business of establishing their legacy.
0: As long as they're in office and then as long as they're in the public eye after leaving office, they are just doing what they want to be remembered for. Like yeah. this is the image of themselves they want to project into future history books.
1: Yeah, exactly right. But it's still nonetheless irritating because at oh, least absolutely. they could have done something like this. I mean, this is, what's so funny to me is that without these PR moves, the fear is that they're going to say shit that is so horrific, so out of fucking left field, <laughs> that everybody will be like, what the fuck? And then they're going to be forgotten. And that's yeah. the, the that's the, the tell right there, that they can't be trust to say their own words because their own words will get them, you know? <laughs> and like I don't want to say fucking cancel because that's bullshit, but I mean, you, true, you understand yeah. what I mean.
2: Yeah, but that's exactly where like Trump fucking beats absolutely everyone else because yes, he also has PR teams that are automated as fuck, et cetera, et cetera. But they they just manage to make him sound like it's actually coming out of his own mind, out of his own brain, yeah, and that exactly he's like right. actually on the ground with what he thinks, and that is that feels extremely approachable and extremely like one of us, one of us, uh, to uh, to his audience. But Bush never was able to pull it off. Uh, Clinton, obviously, is <laughs> literally the definition of someone who Pokemon cannot do it, uh, but... Uh, But Obama, for example, for the liberal is, again, an example, like a a liberal Trump of uh, being able to genuinely sound like uh, he meant what he was saying, even though we could argue that he was literally the beginning of the era of uh, automated, uh, uh, AI-driven, PR-driven elections and campaigns. And not only that, but uh, what JT mentioned previously, uh, The fact that they understood that you don't really have to do anything while you're in office, or if you do extremely fucked up things while you are in office, you absolutely can whitewash yourself off those sins afterwards. And it's been working for pretty much all of them. Let's see if it also works for Trump eventually, or whoever becomes the the next president of the USA.
1: No, generally... Uh, sorry when you mentioned all, When you mentioned that I thought about the fucking uh, We mentioned this The last time as well uh, The meme with Hillary Clinton When she was like Oh yeah I carry hot sauce In my purse And then be, <laughs> yeah. And then on Twitter Somebody made a meme About that I was like Oh Hillary Clinton's PR team is just a bunch of people Shuffling around an office <laughs> That shit So funny. <laughs> I don't know It's so funny to me But yeah she exactly probably right is with her
2: I, yeah. don't, I don't know Or she just doesn't listen To any of their fucking advice no. Or literally She has the b- worst Fucking team of Uh of pretend teenagers of all time, you know? Yeah. these yeah, fucking yeah. 42-year-old corporate ghouls that, that that convince her to think that they're hip, because they Dude, got, like, 40k yeah. bot uh, fucking <laughs> yeah. Twitter followers, you know? I
1: mean, yeah. it's probably worse. She probably has those people who fucking run the, you know, the corporate, like, snack accounts, Twitter accounts? Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. She probably has one of these people fucking, <laughs> what's the, 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 the corn pops, what's the... the, 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 yeah, you know which one I'm talking about, but yeah. Um, you know something else that like I, I notice i 'm by no means like an expert in any of this shit, but it's something that always stands out to me because Americans never seem to notice it for some reason or just take it for granted but in American movies in American media, even in American politics, whenever there's something super fucking horrific that the u s does for some reason, it suddenly becomes okay because it's dressed up in some like you know rising or inspiring mm-hmm. music right and this happens a lot. In, in, in the what's it called the masterclass as well he speaks about the Bush Doctrine yes, which we're going to get yes. into in a second but it's yeah it's like unilateral uh, seeking of uh, economic interests of the US uh, preemptive strikes based on uh, n- very low or non-existent evidence uh, of terrorism or basically uh, what's it called uh, not contention what's the word uh, like um, action against the US etc cetera, etc cetera. Uh, and uh, when he's talking about this the, this the music suddenly like begins to rise and it gets like inspiring like you're watching a f- you know I'm, I'm just thinking like so an American is supposed to watch this and also feel equally, you know, inspired, like, oh, yes, the bombing of fucking third world countries. <laughs> wow. Right? It's it's generally, yeah, yeah. And of course, by the way, again, the the complete whitewashing, uh, even as I was watching this, I, I would have to remind myself that, hold on, I'm watching a literal war criminal, like, you know, mm-hmm. chuckle about his stupid fucking administration. And imagine if instead of this, you had like a bunch of, like in a fucked up hypothetical world where the... Where the Nazis won. And then they're doing these stupid type of, uh, types of things. And you have some fucking boomer SS officer and he's sitting there in his stupid uniform. He's like, oh, and when we went into fucking, you know, uh, <laughs> this Belarusian village and massacred 2,000 Jews. Oh, ho, ho, like we did you know. and w- Yeah. Right, it's the same vibe. It's it's literally the same fucking vibe. But just because it's an American politician that's been a bit, you know, ooh, he's been with Ellen, okay, and he he, he fucking speaks a bit of Spanish, right? And then all of a sudden it's okay. Fuck me. Uh, if he speaks Spanish, then so do I. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, so let's move into chapter eleven, uh, equally as good as the previous one, titled uh, Prioritize. So priorities, they are very important. People often tell me, hey, you were president. How did you manage to be a good father and husband (laughs) or a friend? Uh, Well, it is all about priorities. Uh, No shit, Sherlock, water's (laughs) wet. uh, But like he goes on about this shit for at least like 30% of this chapter. Uh, Then we move into something, you know, more important, uh, humility. Uh, Hats off, actually, for mentioning he's from uh, a powerful family, but one, and I quote, of great humility. I guess humility means something different over there in Texas. Uh, You can tell me more about this later, JT. (laughs) I mean, uh, he puts on an especially big emphasis on listening to when people you trust come and say, hey, man, you're off track Funny coming from a dude who was so off track That he envisioned nukes Where there were none uh, When it comes to prioritization He you know then goes on To mention his uh, Rediscovery of faith uh, It quote Keeps man grounded And the three points he lives by uh, Discovered Through faith Are love your neighbor Be compassionate And guess this I mean, from George Bush, don't prejudge. He, George Bush said, nobody made him do this. Do not prejudge. Like this man prejudged the whole fucking country so hard it led to it being bombed off of the map. But don't prejudge. He had three things. That's what he included. I mean, I love this uh, man's uh, brain patterns. Uh, He finishes off by talking about uh, himself. Not finishes off. Jerking off in front of the camera That would have probably been Like three times more entertaining This fucking shit But uh, he, uh, he, uh, he finishes off By talking to himself In the third person I mean of course About how he hopes George Bush will be remembered As a leader led by his faith But one that equally supported everyone Including those who do not share The same faith Or any faith With him Hakim opinions on George Bush And respecting other faiths <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah, he did a very good job of respecting faith by calling the war against Iraq Iraqi crusade and then bombing the shit <laughs> out of my country. Jesus. So that was a very, uh, you know, you know, there's something actually that, that like, uh, you may or he may not have to your bleep,
2: faith, but, but under his, you know?
1: Like, yeah, exactly he's, he's, right. I was uh, say, no, I, I was say, papa. Like, the,
2: yeah. the SS officer, like, respected the Jews, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, yeah, no, exactly right. And this is the thing I was going to say to JT right now. You may or may not have to bleep some of this, but, um, like... I hate Bush and Cheney and all these fucking assholes. Condoleezza Rice and and, and the other ones that have fucking died, thankfully, uh, Albright and uh, Powell and all these people. But to a point, like I've hated them f- so much for so long that my I've even become numb to, to to that hate as well. So when I look at Bush now, I don't even feel that hate anymore because of how much I hated him prior. Mm. But also at the same time, there's nobody that I fantasize. <laughs> so you may or may not have to bleep that out. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um yes, exactly right. So that's that's where the weird like intersection comes there. Um, but who knows? Yeah, he's he's gonna meet his lord. He's gonna have to answer for the shit that he's, did, he's done. But uh, yeah, exactly right. No, no, he has a lot of respect. Okay, um, he was wasn't he also on some advisory board for the bombing of Yugoslavia? I remember something like this as well, loosely, wow. right? because he was in the so in part of the team for his fucking dad and then part of those people helped Clinton right afterwards some bullshit like that so yeah They're he's, all he's...
2: one big big happy yeah. family
1: yeah exactly right <laughs> i hope that answers the question <laughs> i it's you
0: mentioned that he had said he was he had humility and that's one thing that stood out to me as kind of interesting because in my sections that i listened to he Uh, was kind of joking about how cocky he is. Like, he's aware that he's very cocky, which is, you know, that doesn't jive with his humility. So it it should be pretty clear that he says whatever he's expected to say in any Mm. given situation. Yeah, exactly.
1: I was going to say one more thing as well, uh, because in that little clip, like shortly before this, uh, by the way, they completely ignored. Uh, he mentions the Iraq war briefly before this, and then he just rap- they rapidly skip over. It. They never once touched the fact that he went to Iraq based on a lie, that he lied through his fucking teeth. He they yeah. knew he was yep. lying. He knew he was lying right now. They completely skip over that shit. Right. Um, uh, but uh, he then moves on to uh, the, the like complexities of, of, of the war and what do you oh you know about being a leader and what he should do and he has this quote where he's like should I pull out or should I set up an ally regarding this war on terror and a relatively mm. stable country in the Middle East I'm like you motherfucker Iraq was already by the way that it was already a stable fucking country um, b- before your bullshit and also it was the number one country that actually and effectively fought against terrorism or terrorist cells in the entire greater Middle East alright fucking stupid orientalist term but just for ease of understanding um whenever you look at any terrorist Attack of the past fucking fifty years. You will see every ethnicity represented, every fucking thing from Chinese to Indian to fucking Brazilian. Doesn't fucking me. You see everybody. What you will never see is an Iraqi person. And I, you just got. I wonder why. I wonder why. Maybe that's because the fucking Iraqi government took these people and threw them in a pit. Maybe <laughs> just just type it mm-hmm. that. Maybe right. Fucking hell. Uh, it, it, it is very irritating to to hear. And there's a bunch of other shit that he. he uh, what's it called? What he said, uh, a bunch of other stuff that he said around this. He was like, oh, um, sending troops into combat is a very heavy decision and every president has to be very hesitant to do so. I was like, motherfucker, you and every single president before you, one of the first things they do once they get into office is send more troops into some fucking Mm. godforsaken corner of the earth. What are you talking about? Nobody believes your bullshit. (laughs) Oh, man. Sorry, sorry, I derailed. But yeah, it gets irritated. No, you
2: did it. I mean, when he even (laughs) talks about priorities, he mentions like the more difficult decisions that he had to take in his life. And I'm like, oh, okay, now he's going to talk about uh, a world changing decision which he made, which, you know, is the war. And he just talks about how, like, uh, he realized he needs to stop drinking because he preferred drinking than reading his daughter bedtime stories i was like holy fucking <laughs> shit man <laughs> so that was your big like struggle in life
3: okay you do you bro
1: do you know the thing is that like uh, with hillary clinton at least you can make fun of her because she never succeeded in anything right yeah. but with bush in a f- weird twist of fate he managed to get to that position despite the fact that he's thoroughly incompetent, <laughs> and that's why it's it's hard to say because whatever whatever happened, you're like he did at the in the end of the day he did get to the position somehow. Of course, through, yeah. Yeah, we know how through fucking daddy's connections, one up, but yeah, and then stealing the election, of course. Yes, yes, of course. By the way, everybody seems to fucking forget that shit. It seems like every American election has some aspect of something being stolen here or there. Hmm, I wonder why such a perfect democracy, <laughs> where, where you get to choose between one guy you don't like and the other guy that you also don't like. Hmm, that you had no choice picking, by the way. Hmm, I wonder, I wonder. But okay, is it time for my, <laughs> for my sections? Yeah, go for it. All right, sure. Um... Uh, these ones Yugopnik uh, uh, did his homework very well and he was very structured I didn't even bother to write down the names of the fucking chapter titles so I'm sorry but uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll give a brief rundown of the bullshit okay in the first yeah, don't worry
3: in... like you,
2: you don't need to they're all teamwork prioritization <laughs> <Yeah. like> humility <laughs> cock sucking <Yeah. laughs> uh, oh no that would actually be entertaining <laughs> it's, yeah, it's all, it's all self-help
1: self-help seminar fucking terminology it's a, a crock of shit um, lobster
2: hierarchies
1: <laughs> <laughs> crying from
2: benzos oh wait that's yeah. a different a different Idiot. Yeah. Sorry.
1: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. The rats. Um. <laughs> the rat. He's like yes, this. He rat sniffs. <laughs> could, you, could you just please put that in the edit just for the memes? Yeah. <laughs> yes.
2: The normal rat is like this. That's the normal rat. Like
1: this. Like this. It sniffs. It's like this for quite a while. He's like this, and then maybe he sniffs. You are now um, a normal rat. All right. So basically, in my sections, um, he said a whole lot of fucking nothing. It was 25 <laughs> minutes that I watched. I watched the entire thing, by the way, the entire hour and 10 minutes, or whatever the fuck? Because uh, I hate myself. Why did you do that? To yeah, yeah, I know. You're I hate myself. Si- You're yeah. so strong. Yeah. I put it. I put. I put it on 2.6 times speed just so I can fucking wow. plow through it.
2: <laughs> but yeah. I did it to 2.6 is next level. Yeah. And the but, whole thing. It, wow.
1: Yeah, because at two percent, then like because he does this thing where he'll say a word twice. And then he'll take a pause, like an uh, and then he'll say it again twice. And then he'll continue the sentence. And that shit drove me fucking insane. Okay, (laughs) so he said nothing. Everything he said could have been condensed to one and a half minutes, maybe. All right, so the first bit, he talks about this initiative that he takes all the credit for, despite the fact that it was a UN initiative. So that's a very scummy thing to do. It's called the President's Emergency Plan for AIDS Relief, right, which was an international UN effort of dozens of uh, fucking countries that uh, contributed to this. It wasn't just the fucking U.S., uh, but basically, the, the idea was that they were going to put a bunch of money, which ended up being, I think, after they like raised all the money internationally, it was like $90 billion or something, uh, for funding for HIV uh, treatment, AIDS treatment, uh, information and, and educational prevention and research and whatnot, um, trying to get retroviral therapy to people who needed it, all that kind of stuff, right? Um, and this was like, he, he spoke about this again with the same rising music and the inspirational shit that, that came when he talked about the Bush doctrine, which I find is very fucking hilarious. Um, but yeah, the, the, the important aspect is they completely, they cover it up. Like it's this, uh, beautiful success with absolutely no drawbacks, which for the most part, to give them credit, yes, it was a fairly successful endeavor, but they don't talk about the shit, the drawbacks. One of the drawbacks was, um, the way that, because this was kind of like a political prestige project. Um, he launched this right after the war in Iraq so it was mm. kind of there's a political game there of like oh yeah we're killing fucking all these Iraqis but hey we're helping some Africans with aid, so you know it kind of balances out yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah so there was definitely a political motive to it and like a distraction thing because you see during the reporting of Iraq all of a sudden there's this bullshit that he has to give talks on um, but um, something they don't speak about in order to get this success what they would do is they would take this money that they raised and they would go and pay salaries out to doctors and nurses in these under-served uh, areas, and they would be like a hundred times or a thousand times the, the salaries of those people in their regions. So what this would cause is basically all medical personnel from across the country or, or the area would flock to only this aid stuff. So basically, you're taking all competent medical personnel, shifting them into only one area of treatment to the detriment of every other area in, wow. in, in, in the medical system of the country. A baby. S- Exactly right. So what ended up happening in the long term was the systemic disruption of uh, medical systems of like <laughs> like half a dozen countries because all of them basically flocked to try to get this you know this AIDS money, which sounds funny to say. Um, <laughs> I, sorry, I'm sorry. I, no Arab of
2: money, but like AIDS money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly oh, right. Horrible. Um, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, at, at the end of the day, it did some good, but also they didn't. Of course, get to the root of the problem, which is usually either IMF or World Bank or US or other imperialists caused poverty uh, and lack of access. This restructuring of their economies caused them to be in such poverty and not to allow proper development of healthcare systems, which and not allow for, of course, opportunities for employment. So a lot of them end up going the prostitution or drugs way, which increases rates of HIV, etc. etc. So this is again one of the most important points and very liberal way of dealing with the problem just throw money at it to cover it on the top instead of dealing at the root cause which is lack of opportunity for a lot of people issues with women's rights um lack of uh, development of a healthcare system lack of industrialization etc etc um so yeah that was a a big meme that was the first one and the second one which uh, he talked about was he talked about his business endeavors which by the way he barely had any his the one business he started basically Mm -hmm. failed um, fucking called Astorfo, whatever the fuck it was called. It was an oil exploration thing in Texas. Which, by the way, he got investments from his dad's buddies into starting. And he was like, "Oh yeah, I started a small business." Uh, it, again, it's it's very like the Trumpian. Oh, just a small loan of a million dollars. It had that vibe. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But something I di- I didn't know about Bush. His whole life that he- is that vibe. <laughs> yeah. No. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is hilarious. But something I didn't know is that the investments that he did in oil or like this st- st- stuff. He did with the Bin Laden family, which is so fucking funny. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I didn't know this either. Apparently, this is a thing. Uh, one of the companies that he worked and then merged his company with was like a, a, one of the major stakeholders Were the was the Bin Laden family. Um, so Interesting. Yeah, so that's neato. Uh, that's the first one. And the second thing was he bought up some fucking baseball teams called the Rangers. Yeah. Rangers, yeah. Texas Rangers. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, well, to you, of course, that's local. To me, I don't fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. know.
0: <laughs> why don't you know about my baseball team?
1: <laughs> Do they have a chant, right? Do you, well, I have actually, no idea. I don't watch. <laughs> have, you, have you ever been to a baseball game?
0: Yeah, actually, I went to one where uh, W was there.
1: Really? Okay, why didn't uh-huh. you <laughs> I'm, I'm only joking this is gonna go into your fbi files fine oh yeah 100% <laughs> hi fbi agent I hope you're enjoying the oh, show <laughs> yeah P- become a patron you fucking leech <laughs> <Anyways>. <laughs> oh my god you my get guys, the, pay, actually F-
2: yeah fbi you become a patron because you'll get like extra bonus Yay, episodes you get the, yeah, which exactly. are not available anywhere else where we are extra radical you know
0: yeah we talk Look, about all our plot
1: stuff in the uh, the top tier so yeah exactly, join us there right, yeah. <laughs> please I, I, I want us to proudly display a banner that says uh, funded by the National Endowment for <laughs> Democracy <What the> fuck? <laughs> I, I want to display that I'd love armor. to be endowed <laughs> oh see <geez. How laughs> that feels like <laughs> Oh, fuck, out! But yeah, um, what was I saying? Yeah, I, I was going to derail and ask him a question. National about
2: Endowment for Democracy. It sounds like the nation is fucking, like endowing democracy because yeah. it literally is. I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: You know, funnily enough, the terminology Americans use is fairly phallic or sexual. It's very weird. Mm. It's like, oh, we're pulling out. We went Everything in. Everything is phallic, yeah. my friend. Yeah. Everything yeah, is phallic. Yeah. There's something Freudian yeah, about that, but I, I'm in no mood to make the analysis. But what I was going to say is, um, uh yeah he bought up the stupid team and then afterwards I don't know maybe it's a very good team I apologize if it's your fucking team I don't know I don't watch baseball right? I have no idea yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah uh he used that which by the way he got like uh he bought with a bunch of his friends his political friends and his dad's friends again like rich rich kid shit right and then he used that to run for governor like, oh, look at me. I'm sitting here in the stands with the baseball. Look at me hugging the baseball players. Vote for me, <laughs> right? Which is kind of <laughs> like sketch, but whatever. Uh, and then afterwards, there's some allegations of insider trading that he did. You know, the usual political, uh, politician yeah. bullshit in the US, uh, which some people are like, oh, there's no evidence of. And other people are like, oh, no, it's fucking fairly clear. I didn't look into it because I don't care that much. Uh, if he didn't do it, he probably didn't need to. He already had so much money. But if he did do it, would you really be surprised? Okay. No. um But yeah. One question about baseball before we move on. <laughs> JT, is it true that in baseball games you have like you get like hot dogs and it's like a very short bun but a very long like hot dog is that true or is... <laughs> I haven't I haven't heard <laughs> that I you know I've never measured the 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 dog <laughs> to bun ratio at a, at a baseball game okay cuz that's the only thing i know because i've I, the only thing that i've, I've ever heard about that is that the food situation is very inconvenient and it's very dirty um but huh. the thing that stood out is apparently the the the, the actual Dog, as you refer to it, um, <laughs> the tube steak, as you previously yes, referred yes. to it before, <laughs> is apparently way longer than the bun, and somehow this is like structurally incoherent. But whatever.
2: No, um, it's super <laughs> weird because everybody always talks about the length of the a hot dog, but nobody ever mentions that there's different buns. You know mm-hmm. It's very very different <laughs> Buns as well It's not only about The size of the hot dog It's about the size Of the bun In which the hot dog Fucking goes into As well
1: <laughs> are, are, are we still talking About food Or is this Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah <confused>. obviously <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I'm doing a character Who gets reminded About the Size of his penis With oh. every single uh, <laughs> well, Conversation point And then I expanded yeah. it Because it is It is It is the shaming Of bodies Which have uh, penises That we always talk about the size of the peepee but we never talk about the internal size of the bun in which the hot dog goes you know and then no, it's especially taboo to talk about if you put ketchup or mayo or mustard you know the juices that come out because everybody's icky icky about it uh, and then everybody's scared oh my god is something wrong with me because shit's coming out no man you're just like a you're a mustard person but you only had experiences with ketchup people okay I'm, this <laughs> allegory is sorry <laughs> All right, you lost me yeah <laughs> you
1: completely <laughs> lost me too
2: <laughs> I was trying to do an allegory about uh, like some uh, people with vaginas are scared of squirting because they think it's nasty or whatever, but yeah, okay. all right. over the place. Thank
1: you very there. much. Thank you for the apt mustard analogies. Um, you know, this is exactly what I thought we'd be talking
0: about when we decided to sit down and watch the George W. Bush masterclass. This is, yeah, this is what I imagined. Do, do
1: you think George Bush squirts? I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, his name is George Bush. Uh, I mean, Bush. I mean, that, that bush. is true.
2: You thought we were that not going to talk about the Bush while talking about okay. the Bush?
1: Oh, my lord. Oh, fuck. Dude, I don't know why my fucking, my sternum hurts. Okay, yeah. Uh-uh. Uh, <laughs> I'm good, I'm fine. Uh, <laughs> all right. He probably,
2: like, calls his, bush down there. The bush.
1: Yeah, I, like, yeah, he he
2: do you like the, the
1: bush? Oh my god. <laughs> uh, Did, didn't his, his wife kill somebody? Laura Bush. What? A murderer. <laughs> Hold on. Um, this is news. On the night of November 1963, two days after her 17th birthday, Laura Welch ran a stop sign and struck another car, killing its driver. The victim was her huh. close friend and classmate, Michael D- Dutton Douglas. Oof. Yeah, she killed somebody. Jeez, Was she drunk? Yeah. Did she just I mean, I, I, I don't know. It says two days after her 17th birthday. I don't think she's going to be... Oh, God, she looks like a fucking nightmare. Jesus Christ. That's a Karen <laughs> face if I've fucking ever seen one. Hold on. Um, uh, 17. That's a weird thing to search on the... Yes, earth, it but... is. Okay, there it is. Uh, the victim was a close friend, blah, blah, <clears throat> Douglas had been Welch's boyfriend at one time. We say that he was not her boyfriend at the time, but rather a very close friend. Uh, hmm. They were treated for minor injuries. She was not charged. Of course she wasn't. She was a white woman in the 60s. Uh, it was a very tragic accident, deeply affected families. You kill somebody, you fucking... Okay, all right, okay. And they just gloss over this. They're just like, oh, she attended James Bowie Elementary School. They just move on. <laughs> okay, cool, all right, uh, good to know. Wasn't wasn't Reagan's wife known as like the fucking deep throat queen or some shit? Oh yeah, the throat goat. Yeah, the throat goat <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it. Oh my god. You know oh, the, you know the worst part about that is when you when you actually look into the claim, sadly it's like it's very uh, apocryphal, I think that's the term in English. Yeah. Um, but uh, fuck it, we'll take it as a given. Um all I, she got that Gluck Gluck three thousand, that's all I <laughs> there know. There we go. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hold on, look, look, I'm gonna send you a picture of Bush. And tell me he doesn't look like a PlayStation Two render or some shit. This dude, (laughs) this dude doesn't look real. Hold on, take a look at this fucking picture, right? Oh wow, he he looks like yeah, he looks like covered in wax. Oh god, these are some fucking. (laughs) He looks like the they look like the worst kind of white people. I'm sorry. (laughs) <laughs> okay, no, no. Police well, police take it out. Sorry. The kids are lovely. No,
2: no, no. The girls are lovely. But yeah, yeah he, yeah, he yeah. looks uh, t- t- he, yeah. he looks like uh, when his genes were coming together, instead of 3% Neanderthal, they added a zero. <laughs> 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 oh,
1: my God. Why is he so tan?
2: The pilot, you know, all the time in the fucking uh, he's, thing. he's Mr.
1: He's, he's M- Mr. Texan, of course. Yeah. Uh, the Bushes had tried to conceive for three years, but pregnancy did not happen easily. All right. Good to know. Now there's, there's uh, a
2: like, uh, there's, there's a very like noticeable sense. Like when you're listening to this whole thing, I don't know how it felt for you guys, but it like at moments I forgot that I'm listening to this, like senior individual with a very long life. And a. Um, a massive amount of experience, et cetera, et cetera. Because, you know, he keeps talking about his dad. He keeps talking about, uh, you know, his, his youth. It seems like he's a mm. guy stuck. At being a son, you know, and he's mm, always yeah, been yeah. a son, and even after his uh, his papa went uh, R.I.P., uh, he's <laughs> still a son. It, there's there's something. What's that word? Uh, something very not childish, but more scientific term. Uh, childlike, juvenile. Yeah, something there's something
1: very, ju- yeah. Jungian, a
2: Jungian. <laughs> something very youngian, something very juvenile about uh, about him in general, and we can see that not only in the way he talks, but what he talks about and how he tries to cover up inadequacies with uh, with petty fucking metaphors and shit. I love
1: it. It's like uh, ultimately, Bush and her husband refused to vote for president in 2016. Hmm. <laughs> so that's well, uh... Good yeah. for them. <laughs> yes. I mean hey, this is the only principled stance they've taken in their lives, probably. Alright, sorry. <laughs> I gonna fucking derail. JT do you want to enter into your into your little segments before we get into the painting stuff?
0: Yeah, sure. Alright, so let's take uh, let's take my first segment. I had part three, look over the horizon, um, which is every leader needs to know what it is we want to achieve and how we get there. Uh so Bush said this uh right at the beginning.
3: Oftentimes in politics and maybe sometimes in the corporate world, if there's a looming problem, some people say, we'll leave it to the next person. And to me, that's a, a sign of a failed leader. Leaders prioritize what's important.
0: Leaders prioritize what's important. Like what? Like a a fraudulent war that Mm -hmm. killed over a million people? Like where was the prioritization of aid to Hurricane Katrina victims? There were 1,800 fatalities. There were countless homes and businesses destroyed. It was, I think, $125 billion in damage and widely considered among the worst disasters in the country's history. But it was largely ignored by the Bush administration. So that, to me, he's kind of calling himself a terrible leader. Um, which honestly, that is, that is correct, but it's <laughs> like he completely forgets about all these things that he did wrong. But a little bit later, actually, he brought up Katrina. He was talking about sharing the credit and taking the blame.
3: I think people would tell you that I shared credit and when things failed, I took blame. You know, I think of Katrina.
0: Okay, so he says he thinks of Katrina, and I was like, oh, he's actually going to be introspective and take some responsibility mm. for his horrible response to Katrina. Uh, but nope. He, he goes on to say that his attempt to share the credit for the Katrina response with the head of FEMA backfired and he got bad press for it. So he's not grappling with his own failure and his, his you know, it's not just him, it's his entire administration, but his own inability to handle that crisis. He's saying, oh, I I made a mistake and got some bad press, uh, which is just incredible. (laughs) And then later in the same piece, he goes on to say that people are pretty good at dodging responsibility. Not, of course, referring to himself, but rather that he had to make sure that he, as a manager, this is, you know, again with the business language, he had to hold others accountable. But he he was never part of that. He never had to hold himself accountable, which is very... I don't know for someone who who spends all his time, you know, painting and trying to sell himself as a man working through uh difficult decisions that he made in the, in his past, he doesn't actually seem to be either cognizant of the mistakes he made or working through them at all. He's kind of just deflecting. Um and I I'd, I'd love to get a psychologist's take on that. But yeah, throughout this um this this whole part about taking the blame, he never actually Takes the blame for anything meaningful. He doesn't mention uh, the occupation of Iraq at all. He he's, he brings up Katrina briefly, but just in regards to the bad press he got. But uh, like we've mentioned before, there's one one other bit that I wanted to just touch on briefly from this entire series, and it's that he kept comparing running a country to running a company, which to me is pretty revealing. You know, everything must be made more efficient. Anything that doesn't provide a good return on investment must be cut. Uh, Sometimes decisions have to be made without democratic consensus because that's what leaders do. Uh, Like I said before, it's just, it betrays what the United States is really about. Like the government, a government should be there, a federal government should be there to take care of the population of that country. Like for example, in a pandemic situation, that's what it's supposed to be there for. It's a safety net. It's, it's the one, you know, it's, if you want to call it big brother, it's it's a sibling or a parent figure or whatever to help take care of the citizens uh, that live in that designated area. But instead, all we do is we see it as just another another company. And all a company is required to do is deliver a profit to the shareholders, which explains a lot of the the reasons that we're <laughs> we're on a bad trajectory in terms of health outcomes and quality of life and wages and stuff like that so to me hearing it phrased in such a way from a past president is pretty revealing
2: absolutely because you you're the shareholders of the company which is the u.s are not uh the everyday working class citizens so, no yeah he, he's efficient to the 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 way the state operates is efficient. It's just that working class people have been led to believe that uh, it's not fulfilling the role for which it is built. But it is. It absolutely is. Mm -hmm. As people realize more and more That uh, you know The whole conundrum Doesn't come from uh, Reforming something Or like Fixing it up a bit Because you know If we change this Or that We can you know We can become a bit better It's not the system's fault It's uh, It's the bad apples Etc etc When we realize that You know It's The whole fucking tree Is fucking rotten From the inside That's when You know The shareholders Can be changed To use the same uh, terms which uh, Comrade Bush over there likes to use
0: <laughs> alright my other section was part 5 making tough decisions and if there's one <laughs> thing that Bush did during his terms it's make some tough decisions <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so at, at early on in this one uh, he
3: said this for a leader you've got to make decisions and if you do so based upon the Gallup poll uh, then You're a lousy leader.
0: Here he's specifically (laughs) talking about doing things for the sake of popularity. Like, fine, you're not trying to make everybody your friend. That's not your job as president. But you should absolutely take the will of the people who elected you into account. These polls, you know, they're flawed, all those caveats aside, but they exist for a reason, and they are to show the desires of the public. If you're actively ignoring those polls and those desires because you think that makes you weak or something— That is what makes you a lousy leader, not, like, trying to make friends with people. You shouldn't be actively antagonistic just because it makes you look weak. And that was—honestly, that was kind of surprising to hear from Bush just how, like, belligerently opposed he was to making people happy by conceding to what had been asked of him. He seemed very combative the whole time, which is kind of opposed to this um, mythology— that people have built around him that he's this oh he's this very friendly you know love to have a beer with this guy kind of person but no he seemed actually kind of bitter which was very interesting to me but then let's uh let's talk about some of the the tough decisions he made here's one quote that uh that really stood out to me
3: after 9-11 my administration laid out a set of principles to deal with threats before they fully materialized and those principles became known as the bush doctrine
0: all right, I know Hakim can speak about this a lot, but do you want to know what's in the Bush Doctrine? <laughs> One key point reads quote, America will act against emerging threats before they are fully formed. So this may sound kind of innocuous, but this is a semantic shift to justifying intervening around the world based on some perceived threat. Uh, as in Bush's case, fabricated stories of weapons of mass destruction. Thanks to the Bush Doctrine, our official foreign policy stance became preemptive strike as opposed to, you know, being more reactive. Um, as one contemporary article put it, the document is, quote, a romantic justification for easy recourse to war whenever and wherever an American president chooses. And I think that's exactly what we've seen in the years since. We've, we've switched to active sabotage, you know, not like we weren't doing it uh quietly and covertly before but now it's just the official stance like oh they're a threat we need to project force in that region now we need to get destroyers over there we need to get boots on the ground and that's that's seen as normal but this was a a fairly recent thing but it's incredibly dangerous that that is our explicit foreign policy stance now is kill this in its cradle before yeah. it becomes, you know, some perceived threat mm-hmm. to the United States. And that could be, you know, any justification whatsoever, like we saw with the false, um, intel to get us into Iraq. And one thing that, that kind of goes along with that, another quote that came along uh, a couple minutes later, uh, was this one.
3: And sometimes uh, I had information that the American people didn't know, uh, and weren't allowed to know. And therefore I had to make decisions, uh, what was best for the country on knowledge that wasn't evident. And you know, people didn't want this, but he did it anyway kind of thing. But that's just the nature of leadership.
0: Okay, that that to me is just it, – it's such bullshit. The information we couldn't know that he's talking about has been proven to be lies to justify an unjustifiable invasion. I think you know the American people were right in opposing this unjust occupation – and Bush chose to pursue it not because it was morally right or in the best interest of either country, but because of a longstanding agenda of American imperialism. So the this section was, was called Making Tough Decisions. And throughout the entire chunk where he's talking about this stuff, all of the decisions he chose to make were at the very least misguided and I think most of the time outright like the worst decision anyone could possibly make based on false justifications based on phony evidence and it's to me that was just a a a sickening segment to watch
1: the entire issue with all this stuff is like actually yeah the the crux of the matter is most americans don't care i think that's the 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 fundamental uh you know because there there's several fucked up things that he did not not only the bush doctrine stuff the patriot act stuff was also bush i believe right yeah Mm mm-hmm Um, There's a bunch of other bullshit. There's a bunch of uh, anti-immigrant stuff that he put in, Um, the basically entire framework for Obama's later on incarceration, or not incarceration, that's not even, the internment of people in fucking camps, and then later on Biden, Trump and Biden, all that stuff, that was put in place by Bush. The entire drone program nonsense was put in place by Bush. He did so much wrong and Americans didn't give a shit even during his uh, tenure he, there was there was lukewarm you know like oh he's an idiot oh, on, on like fucking you know liberal talk shows but otherwise there was no real resistance to anything that he did for the most part the vast majority of the American population was pro all the incredibly violent and militaristic action that he was yeah. uh, carrying out uh, and they were even pro the repressive shit he was doing at home uh, and then afterwards when he left office g- give it 5-10 years then everybody's forgotten and now they've gone directly into rehabilitating him oh he's a a cute old man who does fucking drawings of puppies and all that mm. bullshit. So that's the, I think the the, the uh, like fundamental. Yeah, I don't want to say failing, but why it's always so depressing to even talk about all this stuff. Uh, no one cares. At the end of the day, it's. I mean, the American people, nobody cares. All the people who do care are outside the U.S. facing the the consequences of the actions of the U.S. Well, exactly. We're insulated. We're in the belly of the beast, and
0: that it's not. It's not until recently that any of that kind of imperialist tendency has been turned inward Hmm. so historically like we've been safe and isolated and coddled while not really seeing any of the the fallout of our own policy which which i think you know it takes a toll on on the mental state of of americans where we just if it's not shown to us Invincibility
1: We're... complex in a way, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, you know, with the with the slipping of the American position as the like you know sole uh, power and all that kind of stuff. Uh, to quote the guy, the what's it called, the Papa John's guy, a day of reckoning will come, <laughs> yeah. and that, and that's what's you know the 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 worst aspect about it is if 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 the leftist leftist organizations within the United States don't get their stuff together um, and don't manage to create something positive out of the situation, then either there will be some sort of like increased militaristic action on a uh, uh, part of the US, or there's going to be a sort of retaliatory effect onto the US by other countries. Um, yeah. Or even worse, a descent into fascism, where the you know the ruling class will clamor to to preserve at least some uh, semblance of you know this old former glory and power and uh, capital that they used to be able to sling around in the world. Interesting times, sadly. We are we we embody the Chinese curse of of living in
0: interesting <laughs> times. <laughs> yeah, rip us.
1: Uh, and now we enter into the final segment, uh, in which you know by by the way, it does kind of feel like you have. I don't even know if I if I should. It's like you're you're dealing with like a f- a five year old or something. You're talking because in the middle of a conversation, he finishes one sentence. There's a hard cut, and then he just like slaps his uh his uh thighs, and he's like, "All right, uh, let's go paint something." <laughs> <laughs> and it just it just felt you know, uh, yeah, it, it didn't feel all right. <laughs> I was like, "This this guy's missing something." Um, uh-huh. so um, he gets up to do a stupid painting, uh, and uh, he talks about oh you know connecting to people through art and uh, oh I love this art and blah blah, um. There's a story I want to share, but it's very depressing, so I'm going to cut it down to just the parts where you get the information, um, but uh, around, like, wow, 2006, 2007, this was around the, the, the like height of the sectarian period uh, at the hands of, of the American uh, illegal aggression against my country, and there was some story that made, like, a bit of a, a splash, because uh, she got, like, a, an interview in a local, uh, in a national, excuse me, uh, news station. It was a little girl. She was maybe, like, 10 years old or something like that. 12 years old, not very old. Uh, and as a result of uh, American bombing, she had lost uh, her arms, both arms. Um, so uh, she just had, like, legs and on her head, obviously. Uh, and... She, uh, her uh, family was severely affected. I think her father died and a bunch of her siblings or whatever. And basically everybody in the home was, was disabled in one way or another. Um, and she had to leave school and to make ends meet to help her family. She would do paintings on the side of the road and basically sell them to people. And she would paint uh, with, she would use her feet to to hold the, uh, what's it called, the the brush and paint. And she this kind of made a bit of a, like a, uh, this was like noteworthy, I guess, at the time. Uh, and the, the, when he started painting, that was the only image that came to my mind. Like the, the how horrific the consequences of American action, American illegal aggression against every country on Earth. It's not just us. It's not just us in Iraq. It's Afghanistan. was in Vietnam. It was in Laos and Cambodia. It was in all of Central America and most of Latin America. It was in the many uh, military aggressions that they had sponsored all across Africa from Libya to uh, Uganda and, 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 and the Congo. And the, the, like the sheer inhumanity of, of American imperialism and the way that they try to whitewash this war criminal is it's so blatant and so filthy that it, 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 it not only does it sicken you but also again it numbs you to the sheer mm. evil of what you're seeing right yeah. and that's kind of the thing at the, at the corner of the mind when, when people look around the world they like, oh, why go do, why does the entire world hate Americans why do they hate the United States why do they hate the United States government it's like this is what you result in whenever you go around the world you don't help people Right, argue like China does, for example. Mm. You know, there's an argument to be made there. Right, you don't. When when you go, you bring murder, you bring uh, destruction, and everywhere you go, there's one sign that always comes up: it's "Yankee, go home." Yeah. Right. There's a reason for this. But yeah, so I'm, I'm. There's the story's a lot longer, whatever Biden want because it's very depressing and brings down the entire mood of this shit. Uh, so I'm going to bring it to something that's slightly less depressing, but still kind of depressing. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry, <laughs> but yeah, hey, we can't just uh, like like you got Nick said, you you guys need to fucking learn something as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and sadly, uh, the, the the amount of pain and suffering that all the, the the world's population have to carry as a result of this is something that we have to at least touch on on occasion. Um, but yes. Uh, a secondary story was, there was a very popular and internationally renowned Iraqi artist uh, and painter. Her name uh, her name was uh, Layla Al-Attar, and she was made director of the Iraqi National Art Museum. She was a very talented artist. Um, if you Google her, you'll be able to find some of her um, art. Uh, her name is Layla, so L-A-Y-L-A, and her, her last name was uh, Al-Attar, A-L-A-T-T-A-R. Um... Uh, After the uh, illegal aggression, uh, the first illegal aggression of the United States against Iraq uh, in 1991, um, she became slightly more politically involved by an artistic way. uh, And in front of one of the uh, main um, hotels uh, in uh, Baghdad, the the Rashid uh, Hotel, which is a beautiful hotel, um, it exists to this day, uh, but now it's owned by some fucking bullshit French company. Uh, so, oh boy, gotta gotta fucking love that. Um, <laughs> Four was a state-owned one, obviously. Uh, so, um, in front of the entrance to it, there was a uh, mosaic that she had made uh, of uh, George Bush Senior, and underneath it, uh, she put the the words basically in in Arabic and in English uh, that uh, Bush is a criminal is is, is what she put. Oh, I'm gonna send you. Uh, Pictures of it so you guys can, can take a look. Um, it's actually a beautiful mural. And the, the point of the mural was that whenever you walk into the, the hotel, and by the way, this is a hotel, that any foreign dignitary that had to come uh, to Iraq, had they, they were staying at this hotel, basically. Huh. So anytime anybody visits Iraq at, uh, on official capacity, they would have to walk and step on Bush's face. Uh, mm. that was the point right and in our culture the the, the shoe on somebody's face or walking or like you know like the bottom of a foot on some uh on a face or a flag or something that's a major sign of disrespect um so uh that was kind of the point uh and um yeah that, that, that was kind of it for her and then afterwards huh. for two, two years later um if you if you If you don't know, I'm sure there's some people who listen to this that don't remember. Um, During all throughout the 90s and the early 2000s, the U.S. would just randomly bomb shit in Iraq all the fucking time, all the time, Uh, which is, by the way, a completely normal thing that a regular democratic freedom (laughs) supporting, et cetera, et cetera. This is just a regular thing that countries do, right? Um, Every day I hear about Denmark and fucking South Africa and Bolivia going and just randomly bombing some country on the other side of the earth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, on one of these attacks on some fucking government uh, uh, building, uh, the United States, by the way, this was sanctioned by, by Clinton, uh, bombed some, some government thing in, in, in Baghdad. And, oh, just so conveniently, two of the missiles that were uh, aimed at this building went to her home, right? Killing her and her husband and some of, of her family members, blind wow. her ki- blinding her daughter and uh, causing her son to be disabled. Um, basically, she was assassinated by the U.S. Uh, military. Um, not only this, but those missiles also hit f- uh, several other residential neighborhoods, killing many civilians. This is a regular occurrence by the United States. Um, and uh, yeah, she was a a martyr of, of of basically the the American aggression for doing nothing more than basically making a fucking mural That you know, like it, like the, the the pettiness of it as well is is funny. And this is the sort of pettiness that you expect from the, the, the uh, quote-unquote dictatorships that the Americans make fun of. But hilariously, when you actually look into it, the most petty people are, is, is the United States government, the most petty, most insecure as well, uh, in this sort of stuff. So this is a... Uh, apologies for bringing the moon da- mood down. Uh, <laughs> but uh... <laughs> No, it's good to know these things. Like
0: We're never taught that kind of thing uh, here in the States, so yeah. being able to hear it from someone who, who knows it and experienced it, that's, that's I think, important. So, yeah. oh
1: I forgot the most important thing do you want to know the, the, the best part about this is when the w- one of the actual things that had to be done hilariously when the with, by the American soldiers one of their duties was when they occupied the, the hotel they had to tear up destroy and tear up the, 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 the mural so that like again to just push on the, the pettiness of it American soldiers one of their objectives is occupy this shit and then remove this fucking mural again the fucking pettiness of this shit is uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you guys have anything to add about Bush, being, <laughs> Bush and his pain By the way, he's a garbage painter. He's a shit fucking painter. Fuck him. Uh, Yeah, I I had never seen his paintings before,
0: and I was very curious what they would be like. I guess I was kind of expecting Hitler's work, where, you know, (laughs) it had some actual detail and and skill to it and stuff. And not to say, like, you can't objectively judge art and stuff like that. Mm. And I'm sure some people would really enjoy Bush's. Um, But yeah, I I didn't. I had heard he was, quote, an artist, but it didn't really speak to me at all. But it it was curious to me (laughs) that. Bush was inspired, he said, by Churchill's yes, painting of yes. the pastime. <laughs> yes, yes, Did you yes, see yes. that? Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I was just oh wondering
0: like what is it with war criminals and, <laughs> yeah. and painting? Like <laughs> oh <my laughs> I need God. to mm. I need to hear the psychologist's ex- explanation of that one because uh, they seem to all do it. Hillary's it's, favorite
2: it's, it's, quote was uh, from Churchill and now <laughs> second master class we have yeah. uh Bush being inspired into his um hobby or second job uh, or calling also by Winston Churchill. I mean, this man, this man calms
1: the demons in their in their head. Probably that's why. Yeah, yeah. But what a fucking thing! Oh yeah. Oh, by the way. Oh, I got my inspiration. From fucking Churchill. Okay, so you're a piece of shit. And you got inspiration from another piece of shit. <laughs> fucking uh yeah he's
2: probably larping it's not even from churchill like it's from the og painter that uh you know uh brother jt mentioned uh, one minute ago the the, <laughs> the president of all presidents <laughs> and the painter yeah, yeah, of yeah. all painters
1: yeah, no, exactly right. i you know, when when what's it called? Uh, you go up and put it in the notes. He was like, oh, Churchill painted. I was like, oh, there's some other guy that liked to paint. <laughs> I did, I never, you know, when watching it, I, I'm so lost in my fucking in my rage against this. I didn't even think for a second to make the connection, which is absolutely yeah. fucking hilarious. I, I have nothing to add. It's just him fucking like. He, do you know what I, the one thing that annoyed me when he would put on the when he dropped the paints? on the fucking, uh, from the tubes, onto his table. First of all, onto a bare, bare table, which I was like, oh, God, come on, dude. Uh, but the thing is, he would, like, put such huge fucking dollops. I'm like, you're not, you're not going to use all that fucking paint. That's just going to fucking crust <laughs> up on the counter, dude. Come on. <laughs> but yeah I, mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, he didn't he increase the American, like, deficit, budget deficit by, like, half a, a trillion dollars or some bullshit? Now he's doing it for paint. Oh boy, yeah, I love it! Hey, they, they found each other. His is he basically he got with his wife, and she was like, "Oh, I murdered somebody." He's like, "Oh, I got to top that." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and oh, always the overachiever, Bush. Oh yeah. my gosh stuff. He
2: he even has like a coach. Uh, I'm not gonna bother in researching who the coach is, but he's probably like a legit uh, painting instructor slash artist, etc., etc. And imagine how like down on your luck in life you have to be that you know you. The the career in this Fucked up way we organize society Didn't lift off because you know your paintings Aren't making money so you mm-hmm. have To uh, you know uh, stoop so low as to uh, satisfy a ho- uh, a hobby turned passion project of a of a former uh, war criminal? Your your day job? That guy must not sleep well at night, man. I wouldn't want to be yeah. him. I mean, honestly, between you know, Hitler had pretty much the choice, like either teach dumbasses how to paint uh, for low money or become <laughs> the Fuhrer of the Third Reich. And honestly, I would pick the latter than fucking teach the. <laughs> (laughs) 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 You know, know, teaching Bush how to paint Or uh, or, uh, blowing my brains out in a bunker With uh, the cousin of mine that I'm fucking yeah, you know, it's it's, it's 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 a pretty easy choice in my fucking eyes, bro.
1: But yeah, and then, by the way, then it just ends, like, abruptly. There's no, like, conclusion. There's no... There's a bit where they try to humanize him. But it's like, oh, he paints... He did this thing where, again, like, this liberal whitewashing, which, by the way, again, all these fucking liberals that were against him 10 years ago are now, like, embracing him and... Uh, yeah. Kissing his fucking taint. Um, there, uh, <laughs> sorry for the image, but <laughs> um, the uh, what's it called? Uh, he's like, oh, I, I painted these uh, what's it called? The uh, war criminals that returned from Iraq and all my the fucking veterans. These assholes. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I started painting them, and then I decided to paint immigrants and like you know oh, like the stupid shit of trying to humanize him and make him like this this character. He was the guy who set up the fucking cage shit he was the one who set up the infrastructure for that nonsense but now he paints yeah. immigrants so it's okay he's the one who sent these fucking poor kids to go and die in Iraq right uh, mm. but oh no now he paints a veteran so that makes it okay I mean that's that's it I mean his, he's
0: been fully rehabilitated like we yeah. said like he's that's that Bush's legacy is now the the cute old painter who shares his his candies with uh, Michelle Obama and that's you know that's you know one big club oh my god the, yeah
2: the innocent childlike a politician who might have been manipulated in doing the wrong thing, but, you know, his heart was in the right place. He's basically the American Gorbachev.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, Gorbachev was somehow even... If he was the American Gorbachev, I would... You know what? I would have forgiven him if he was the American Gorbachev because he would have brought down that fucking empire, which in a weird way he kind of did. In a weird way, like he did start the, you know, like prior yeah, to the, the, I guess so. the foray, if you would, if you would allow the, again, the aforementioned, the uh, waste of time language uh, <laughs> into the, uh, into Iraq, their little adventure to Iraq. Prior to that, the United States was st- like, when they bombed the shit out of Yugoslavia, they were still kind of the pinnacle of the, you know, that didn't weaken their standing. Right. Yeah. But then they went to, into Iraq and they spent $2 trillion and they had all these bunch of, by the way, side point, which is, I'm going to get on my soapbox here, something I fucking hate Americans seem to be obsessed with like, uh, what's it called? They think it's a video game, like kill death ratios. Yeah. They seem to, like you know in Vietnam it's like we didn't lose in Vietnam, we killed more of them. You, Yanni, I mean, you're such a stupid fuck. Yeah, I any mean, uh, whatever, but that's that's not, that's not the, the the point. My point being is when you look at the so obviously skewed <laughs> You're such a
2: stupid <laughs> fuck, like he's imagining the motherfucker <laughs> that like right in front of him. And he's talking, yeah,
1: <laughs> genuinely. Uh, the, the 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 very obviously skewed um, statistics of uh, U.S. military in Iraq um, because they're like, oh yeah, we have over a million injured, a million soldiers injured in Iraq. Uh, but uh, we only had 5,000 killed. Motherfucker, yeah. their, their, I- Iraqi insurgent snipers had fucking leaderboards. Uh, unironically, Juba, who's the most famous Iraqi sniper, killed 650 American soldiers, just him. Just that one guy, that one hero, for fuck's sake. You're telling me you guys love... Fuck you. Like, the way that they have to lie to their population, and the worst part about it is that the their population buys this shit. They generally mm-hmm. do fucking believe this nonsense. That, oh, you go and you occupy a country for eight years and only 5,000 of you die. Fuck you. In in, in Vietnam, which, by the way, it, was, it came out it was proven that they lied about their statistics. Something like 60,000 American soldiers died in Vietnam, uh-huh. some bullshit like that. Oh, no, U.S. U.S. and South Vietnamese, okay, they mixed them between 200 and 250,000. I think specifically American casualties were, like, somewhere around 50,000, 60,000. So to bullshit me and be like, oh, no, no, it was only 5,000, right? Get fucked. Get fucked. Mm.
0: Well, to close this off, the one, the last thing I, I noticed, um, Bush in this, like, I, when I started watching, I was like, oh, man, he seems really old and tired. Um, and then at one point he mentioned that he's 75, and I'm like, huh. Okay, how old is Hillary Clinton? She's 74. I don't know if it's the presidency or or what, but he aged so hard, which is kind of weird because I guess, I mean, Trump was president too, but he hasn't really aged a day. I guess he didn't really – he wasn't super invested in the Cheetos. (laughs) It's the McDonald's, and he's he's contained uh, more of his – his energy—he hasn't yeah. spent as much energy. And as Bush exercises did. Bush is like is crazy. Like every—he yeah.
2: exercises every single day. He's been doing that for like fifty years of his life. So all the energy has gone out. Man, there <laughs> might be something to this Trumpian medicine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, at least he—he he doesn't have the sunken eyes that Clinton does. Jesus Christ. Um...
2: <laughs> now, I think I think our boy Bush had some little botox, some touch-ups down on the cheeks and shit. His face is too like monotone as compared to his usual like Neanderthal composition. A race scientist, you got Nick up in this motherfucker. <laughs> he 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 looks like he changed sub races a bit from a, a surgery or two. Uh, you know, we probably get some young people's blood here and there. You know, the transfusion fucking uh, trend. Uh, and yet he looks the way he looks. So so it's um, it's interesting. I wonder what Obama's going to look like. But by far, the one who aged the worst, I do not suggest you Google it, is Bill Clinton. Like, that oh, yeah. man he looks, looks like, 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 you know when uh, <laughs> a vampire bites a human and then the, the human can <laughs> turn into a vampire, but somehow a vampire bit him and he didn't turn fully vampire but, like, stayed somewhere <laughs> in between where he can, like, live forever but he ate. Just radically And this pale as fuck and That's That's uh, Our boy Bill uh, George is getting no. there as well But uh, you know George uh uh,
0: George Bush is aging like a normal person. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's an old guy. But then you look at Clinton it's he's like, oh, did he, he drink some radioactive waste or something? He does not look good. It's, yeah, man, does well, not be, look to, good. Being, being married to Hillary. To Hillary. Exactly.
2: I wouldn't oh, be surprised. Yeah. Oh, we're going to get flack for that comment, but eat my fucking nah, they, ass. Yeah,
1: they can eat my fucking... Oh, the, the literal demon woman? Fuck you. Oh, it sucks. Fuck you. Fuck you, <laughs> all right? Jesus Christ. You people who never give a shit about a single fucking Iraqi woman. You know, there's a thing. Uh, one of the bullshits that they uh, said about the... about. Uh, Iraq, one of the, the, you know, pink imperialism bullshit is like, oh, the Iraqi women, blah, blah, uh, oppressed, blah, blah. They come, and one of the first things, when they fucking bombed, they bombed uh, uh, the Baghdad University archives, destroying every single PhD thesis written by an Iraqi woman. Get fucked. Get Mm. fucked. You absolute animals. Oh, man. Well, on that positive note, (laughs) shall we wrap up the show, boys? (laughs) Yes, Yes, sir. Yes, Victory to the American Progressive Forces. Uh, here's to, inshallah, a united Chattanoogan Soviet Socialist Republic. <laughs> okay, at least there's
2: a part of that he, JT won't have to censor. So yeah. th- this.
1: <laughs> exactly right. This has been The D Program. I'm Hakeem. I'm JT.
2: And I'm Yugopnik, and yes, my arms hurt. <laughs>